Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Are you ready? Then what are we waiting for? Welcome to the OFNT podcast, episode 185, which I'm calling All Roads Lead to None. Well, hopefully this episode will go better than the disaster that was the last episode. Yep, that rogue audio clip snuck in yet again. This week I'll submit a good old MP3 file to my host and we'll see what happens. Also, for some reason, I also decided to use a different editing method that failed miserably last week, causing me to have to re-record parts of that episode. Well, this week I have a new interface I'm using for the first time, so I hope it all goes smoothly. We'll just have to find out. Corrections. I described a John Wick prequel my son and I watched last week, but I failed to tell you its name. Well, it's called The Continental, named after the hotel featured in the John Wick movies. I guess that was lost during the editing fiasco that was episode 184. Tech News. With all the events held over the last couple of weeks, this week only had one, and that was from Meta the company formerly known as Facebook. I don't use any of Meta's apps, and I don't intend to start doing so, so I won't be covering anything from that event. What I can do is sum up the Meta event using but two words, and those words are artificial intelligence. As you probably already know, over the summer, Apple announced the Vision Pro headset, which I won't be buying unless I somehow attain what is known as FU money. (laughs) The likelihood of that can be compared to this podcast bringing in Joe Rogan numbers. In other words, it's not going to happen. Back then, I stated that I wished Apple would make a vastly cheaper headset, which retained the 4K video display capability because I thought it would be a Great thing for watching movies and shows without having to plunk down the mega bucks that the Vision Pro will cost you. I guess Apple was indeed working on such a headset. Which brings me to an article from Digital Trends whose headline reads, Apple's cheaper Vision Pro headset may have been scrapped, report claims. Well, of course it would be scrapped. The article cited supply chain analyst Supreme, none other than Mr. Ming-Chi Kuo, or whatever he's calling himself at the moment. According to Mr. Quo, Apple was working on a cheaper headset with a targeted release date of sometime in 2025. 
Instead, Mr. Quo predicts that the price of the Vision Pro will be reduced when the second version is introduced sometime in 2027. The analyst goes on to predict that Apple will have problems selling many units of the original Vision Pros and be forced to lower the price as new versions come out. Yeah, it's Apple, so we'll see if that ever happens. No. And even if Apple did lower prices, how low would they go? Well, not far enough for the average consumer to be able to afford it, would be my best guess. Continuing with another article from Digital Trends. Well, the reviews are in concerning the new iPhone 15 and 15 Pro cases from Apple, made of what Apple is calling fine woven material. And the consensus is that they are not very good. In fact, they're garbage, literally. Previously, I had watched YouTube videos where the host showed how easy it was to permanently damage these cases with just a fingernail and how they act as lint magnets when stored within your pockets. If you happen to spill some liquid on these things, well, you can expect permanent stains. Hey, you use a MagSafe charger? Well, you can expect a permanent ring burned into your new fine woven case. And in another slap to the consumer's face, these cases cost $60, the same as the leather cases of yesteryear, and aren't even discounted on Amazon like the old leather cases were. I purchased an Apple leather case for my iPhone 13 Poor Person's Edition on Amazon for 40 bucks back when I first got that phone. These fine woven monstrosities are still 60 bucks on Amazon as I'm recording this. Well, anyway, the third-party case manufacturers have got to be happy with this development. Tech Radar reports that the new Chrome OS update for Chromebooks makes the light client operating system look and feel more like Android which of course is Google's mobile operating system. While the new release isn't a complete rework of Chrome OS, the UI design language is similar and bits of Chrome OS have been outright copied over from Android. I can't give my opinion on this as I haven't used a Chromebook nor an Android phone for almost a year now. Google, who appeared to idolize Apple, will probably continue this trend until Chrome OS resembles Android, much like iOS resembles Mac OS. The only difference is that the mobile iOS design was inspired by the desktop Mac OS design, while desktop Chrome OS is inspired by mobile OS Android. Hey, whatever happened to the rumored Android replacement mobile OS called Fascia? I haven't heard anything lately about it. I've been told that Android OS can be compared to the old Nokia Symbian OS, where there's so many things running on top of each other that eventually Android would have to be scrapped. Well, time will tell all, won't it? Tech I'm using. Well, this week finds me waiting for the rumored October Mac event before I replace my desktop. I'm again leaning heavily towards a Mac Mini and mating it with a 32-inch LG display that I've had on my Amazon wish list for a few months now. As I've said before, for now I'd use my current iMac's keyboard and mouse until I get around to replacing the keyboard. I'd also use my Logitech webcam my son gifted me a couple of Christmases ago. That way I can still continue entertaining on my OnlyFans account for my subscribers. <laughs> nope, not really. My lovely wife loved the Apple Studio display we saw during a recent trip to the Apple Store until I told her of the $1,500 price tag. I can assure you that there will be no Apple Studio display in my foreseeable future. 
Around Christmas, I'll most likely get the 15-inch MacBook Air, though I wasn't overly impressed with the machine the brief time I messed around with it during that same Apple Store visit. We're both still patiently awaiting our new iPhone Pro Maxes, whose ship dates, late October for my basic black-colored one and late November, Ouch. for my wife's white-colored phone. Those ship dates haven't budged since I ordered them back on the morning of September 22nd, the same day they were available for pre-order. Well, here's hoping those ship dates move up in the coming weeks. I don't recall ever waiting this long for a pre-ordered iPhone before. Hmm. Perhaps I'll give old Tim Jay. Cook a call and see what he can do about it. <laughs> Entertainment news. Well, the Hollywood writer's strike is officially over, and while perusing the tentative agreement, it appears that the union didn't get any of their main demands. There were no agreements over wage increases, share of streaming revenues, or any restrictions on the use of... A.I. So, to sum it all up, the union and their members got nothing. SAG-AFTRA seems an awful lot like the government union I was a member of, meaning they really don't have much power. Well, that's not true, because that union at least has the power to strike, while my union didn't even have that. I think that the lack of public support and the steadfastness of the studios contributed to the union calling the strike off. Let's be real here. The scripts that have been generated over the last four years or so by these political activists disguised as writers have resulted in the studio suffering staggering financial losses at the box office and anemic audiences for shows on television and streaming services. If these folks would just concentrate on good old storytelling instead of inserting their personal ideologies into every bit of the story that they can, maybe more of the public would buy their product, thus guaranteeing more profit that would force these studios, or at least make it easier, to have their demands met. Will these newly reemployed writers heed this common sense advice, though? Come on, man! And as evidence that these activists will not be following any advice, but will just continue what they've been doing since before the strike, it seems that Disney, despite the flop of the company's recent live-action remakes of classic cartoons, and also seem headed for disaster with the upcoming Snow White remake, are set to give yet another beloved classic the brought-to-modern-standards treatment. This time, it's Bambi. One of the writers for the movie has stated as much on social media lately. Well, I guess we can expect Bambi to be gender-swapped to female, who makes friends with a gender-confused rabbit, and they'll unite to mount an uprising against the evil hunters who will, and you can be sure of this, be white, heterosexual Christians with all their toxic masculinity on full display. You know, will they ever learn? No. 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 Because of the cancellation of Russell Brand and others by YouTube over the last few weeks and years, I decided to give competitor Rumble a shot. I'll sum it up by saying that compared to YouTube, Rumble is not quite ready for prime time. While I enjoy watching many live streams on Rumble, most things on the platform tend to be political in nature. I mainly view tech channels and police body camera videos on YouTube, and Rumble has almost none of these on their platform. Well, who knows, maybe in the future some of these types of content will migrate over to Rumble. Time, as always, will tell. My son and I watched the second of three episodes of the John Wick Universe's prequel, The Continental. Like episode one of this miniseries, this episode was mostly talk, with even less action than the first episode. 
It was interesting and somewhat entertaining, but I hope we get back to the non-stop action that the movies this show is based on are famous for. Well, we'll just have to wait until next Friday to see. In a story I forgot to report on last week, Amazon Prime Video will start having advertisements starting in early 2024. The bulk of the money charged for an Amazon Prime membership goes towards the video side of the benefits that are included with said membership, and it isn't cheap. You can reinstate an ad-free experience if you're willing to pony up an extra $36 a year. What a sneaky way to raise the price of a Prime membership, which seems to occur yearly these days. While I used to consume a lot of content on Prime Video, that just hasn't been the case lately. All of the original series Amazon launched the video service with are all gone, and with a few exceptions, the new series stink. I'm not an anime fan, though I liked Cowboy Bebop, and we know what happened to that show, and I'm not a person of color, gender-confused, nor in high school. In fact, I hated high school, and most of the new shows are focused on these particular things. I'm just too old to fit into any current demo, I guess. This development has me rethinking my Amazon Prime subscription. What do you think about this? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Podcast news. Welp, Google has done it again. The formerly Don't Be Evil company has jettisoned Google Podcasts in order to focus on YouTube music. Abandonment is set to occur in early 2024. You know, Google has a reputation for creating and then abandoning apps and services over their 25 years of existence. What I think is really behind this closure is Google's dislike of the humble RSS feed. Witness the death of the insanely popular Google Newsreader back in what one might refer to as the day. Companies like Google and Spotify like to have complete control over things on their respective platforms so they can do what they want with them, namely insert ads. Ads that the creator will not be paid for. What? Yeah, that's how they roll. <laughs> yeah, boy. Google says podcasts presently on Google Podcasts will be migrated over to YouTube Music. It isn't clear if the show's owner has to take any action to make this happen. The OFNT podcast is on Google Podcasts, at least I think it is, but I will not do anything to migrate it over to YouTube Music if required to do so. The same goes with Spotify if the company does go ahead with the planned replacement of RSS feeds on their platform. The RSS feed is what makes podcasting free and open, and Podcasting 2.0 ensures that. To make sure that the shows you listen to are always available to you, I recommend using a Podcasting 2.0 compliant app. 
You'll also get more features in the Legacy apps. For both Android and iOS, I recommend Podverse, Fountain, and Podcast Guru. I've used the iOS versions of these apps and can vouch for their usefulness. An iOS-only app that's improving steadily is Castmatic. I've had problems with the app in the past, but the developer is pretty quick with the fixes. When I rocked an Android phone, I used Podcast Attic. While the UI is a bit archaic, it brings all the features of Podcasting 2.0 to the table. Do yourself a favor and download one of these apps. At least you'll have a backup in case one or more of your favorite podcasts get booted off Apple's Podcast Index, which most legacy apps still get their content from. Spotify has started using AI to clone Spotify-exclusive podcast hosts' voices in order to translate them into different languages. I personally think this is a fair use of the technology that could expand the show's audiences and, of course, Spotify's revenue. I'm all in for this as long as the affected hosts sign off on it. Then again, to be a Spotify exclusive, these hosts might have already signed that consideration away. Native speakers report that the AI-generated voices don't really sound like the original hosts, so there's that. If I had access to such a thing, I'd want my voice to sound better than my own voice. I watched the 18th annual People's Choice Podcast Awards last night. Well, I kind of scrolled through them because I actually watched the replay. These awards are put on by the CEO of Blueberry Podcast Hosting Company, OG podcaster Mr. Todd Cochran. While open to all podcasts, both corporate and independent, mostly independent shows win because of the voting system, which is based on actual listeners. I've never listened to any of the winners, mainly because the subjects of the podcast don't appeal to me. Most are true crime and mental health shows. There were a few shows that I might give a listen to amongst the losers, though. Anyway, props to Mr. Cochran for putting on and hosting the People's Choice Podcast Awards, where you don't have to pay to be nominated or buy votes to win. The Shure Audio Corporation has released an update to their venerable SM7B microphone which is known as the official microphone of real podcasters. (laughs) The new mic is called the SM7DB. Get it? DB is an abbreviation for decibels. Yeah, I'll be here all week. The new mic has a built-in preamp provided by the cloud company, famous for its cloud lifter mic booster preamp, which is basically required in order for the notoriously gain-hungry SM7B to function on lower-priced audio interfaces, Though recently that's been changing with more and more reasonably priced interfaces able to power the old hog because of the inclusion of better, more powerful amps. The price for the new mic is $499 compared to the $399 that Shure charged for the plain old SM7B. Well, this is a deal because even if you bought a SM7B and a cheap mic boosting preamp, it would still cost you around the same price. At least with the new SM7DB, you know you're getting a quality preamp and not some cheap knockoff. The new model itself is slightly longer than the original version and features a glossy black finish versus the flat black finish of the old SM7B. The SM7DB also features a large font short logo printed along the signs and has green accents. Well, I'm sure. Hey, see what I did there? No. The SM7DB will be a runaway bestseller, at least after Joe Rogan adopts it. (laughs) And you just know the Shure Company is going to ship a few SM7DBs to Joe gratis. Money goes where the money already is. 
I can't see myself ever owning a SM7DB, much less a plain old SM7B, because besides being kind of ugly in my opinion, I find the sound of the mic is dull on my voice. My holy grail mic is the Electrovoice RE20, and God willing, I'll own one someday. If you've been listening to this sorry excuse of a podcast for a while, then you know I've been planning on eventually getting a Rodecaster Duo audio interface to help to streamline my recording and editing process. Well, things change. Earlier this year, the upstart Lewitt Audio Company, known for their reasonably priced high-performance microphones, introduced their take on audio interfaces, dubbed the Connect 6. The Connect 6 is more than just a plain vanilla interface. It features onboard DSP and designed from the ground up with podcasters and streamers in mind. The interface has what many consider a weird design, but I find it futuristic and sort of understated. Perhaps because uh, I spent my late teen years stomping around Europe and learned to appreciate understated design. I put the Connect 6, which lists for $299, onto my Amazon wish list waiting for the day it was discounted. I did the same for the Rodecaster Duo when it was later released, hoping for the same price drop. The Rode listed for $499, a full $200 above the price of the Connect 6. Those anticipated price drops, of course, never materialized, so I resigned myself to just saving my shekels to eventually put towards a Rodecaster Duo. Well, last week, while looking through my Amazon wish list to see if anything had a price drop, and no joy there, I decided to bring up the full listing of the Connect 6 in order to read any new reviews that the unit might have gotten. No joy there either. While scrolling down the page, I noticed that Amazon was selling renewed Connect 6 units for $201. I've had good luck with purchasing renewed items from Amazon, with the recent purchase of the Ring 3 camera being the latest example of that, so I decided to go for it. It arrived the next day, and upon opening the outer packaging, I was surprised to find what appeared to be an unopened original box containing the Lewitt Connect 6. When I opened the box containing the interface itself, I was greeted by all the contents that would have been provided had I bought the unit new. Even the interface itself was contained within a sealed, seemingly original plastic wrapper. All I can figure is that someone purchased the item, received it, and then for some reason just returned it. Setup of the unit was beyond simple, and the only problem I encountered was that I couldn't get any sound from the headphone jack. After a mild bout of panicking, I realized that in my excitement, I had forgotten to plug the headset into said jack. Silly me. After doing so, I indeed had sound, but it seemed too low of volume for these old fart ears to hear properly. The volume was loud enough to work with, but it was disappointing. After fiddling with my computer settings a bit, I realized that unlike my previous interface, I had to manually adjust the system volume level, which I did. Voila, I now had more than enough volume for my needs. Using the supplied companion software, I now have access to a powerful noise gate knee limiter, low cut filter, and compressor and equalizer. Using the auto setup takes about two minutes and you're ready to start recording. During testing, I found that I'm better served just using the noise gate, which I have to tweak, and the high-pass filter, leaving the compressor and equalizer off and adding those functions in later. The Connect 6 also has a maximizer, which I will probably never use. This small unit replaced three rather large rack-mounted pieces and has freed up a lot of room in my recording space. Previously, I used a DBX-286S channel strip for processing, and the only thing I'm missing from that is a de -esser. 
Now, what have I given up in comparison to the Rode Duo? Well, besides costing $300 less, the Connect 6 is constructed of plastic versus the metal construction of the Rode unit. Hopefully, durability won't become a concern in the future. I've also given up some other digital signal processing capabilities, such as the aforementioned DSer and some other things. But thanks to being a recovering digital audio plug-in junkie, <laughs> I've already made up for these shortcomings with on-hand plugins. What I think is superior to the Rode Duo is the Connect 6's software. On the Rode, you control things via the unit's built-in screen menu-driven UI. I find that the software is an easier and better solution. The only capability that I wish the Connect 6 had is the ability to record on-device, something the Rode Duo is capable of doing. Not a big deal, really. They're always around that. For now, I'm a happy camper. Can you tell any differences in this episode's audio compared to previous ones? Do me a favor and let me know which you prefer. Well, I've taken up enough of your time this week, so sorry, no story or rant. One or the other will return next week. And I hear that music playing in my ears, which signals it's time to let this episode go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you like what you heard, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. Any and all donations will be appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. I really would. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Hey, the rain has stopped, so why don't you get off my lawn? Hey, and here's a shout out to my grandson, Tammy. You feel better. Stay skeptical. I'm out. See ya. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.